What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, September 20th, and championship weekend is here. Boys and girls, we made it. We are at the end of the PLL season, and a champion will be crowned tomorrow at Talent Energy Stadium in Philadelphia. And if you're listening to this right now on this Friday morning, there's a good chance that Jake, you're, you're probably up in the air right now on your way from Atlanta to Philly uh, for the championship here. So that's a, that's a real greaser of the week move of you right there to make this trip. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to having you in Philly. How are you feeling? Yeah, that's right. You know, at this, at this point in time, I probably am in the air asking the flight attendant about their gluten-free options or things like that, you know, things of that nature. I am flying to into the, uh, and, and I don't, I don't care how this makes you feel. Sorry about your feelings, but I am flying into the worst airport in the history of the world, uh, Philadelphia. Um, well, I'm popular. excited to be. If, if Philly's the worst, like Atlanta's like the second worst. So, like, oh, oh, Atlanta, Atlanta, at least Atlanta's airport is organized. Everybody else's airport is all fucked up because you got to go to like, like, you know, if you want to go from, you know, everybody's got like a D wing that's like, you know, 85 gates long or something like that. At least Atlantis is organized. Now, listen, I have, I have pride about a lot of things in Philly. You can shit on the airport all you want, but well, here I am. Yeah. Um, but absolutely. I'm on, you know, if you're listening to this right now, I'm definitely in the air on my way. Um, you know, I, I got to get my, my clothes might not make it, but my, yeah, you know, my clothes might not make it, you know, they might throw my bag out of, you know, into, you know, they may, they may, you know, let it, you know, drag it through a puddle or something, you know, let it soak and marinate. And so there might be some, you know, airplane tar, like bar tar, but you know, airplane tar, like around the outside of it, you know, somebody, somebody might steal something from my bag. I don't know, but I'm excited to be in Philly. Um, I'm going to run the Rocky steps. You know, I, I have to get a run in because, you know, training for a race is coming up real soon. Not a big deal. Not a huge deal. Half Ironman, not a huge bit. You know, not a huge deal. I got to run the Rocky steps though. So looking forward to that. And uh, looking forward let, to the weekend. The first... <laughs> little 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 insider uh, little insider info here. The Rocky Steps are like they are they're weirdly they're they're not shallow, but like like each step is only like. I don't know. They're not as tall as steps should be for how long they are. I don't know. They're really like bizarre steps. So, um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, 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 you know, superstar athlete by any means, but I feel like I can like control my feet for the most part. I've almost tripped up them quite a few times. Also, when you get to the top, do not let one of the homeless people uh, say, Hey, do you want me to take a picture of you? Because they will take your phone, they'll take the picture and then they will guilt trip you into like giving them like five bucks to, for just for like hitting a button on your phone. So that goes for you and anyone else that might be traveling into Philly for this weekend, the homeless people at the Rocky steps don't fall for their shenanigans. Well, I absolutely respect the hustle. You know, they're just as creative as the homeless people in Atlanta. You know, the, the homeless people in Atlanta, if you don't know where you're going, they'll, they'll direct you exactly where you need to go and then they'll ask you for, for a cup of coffee at Waffle House or something. So, you know, I, I totally relate and that's a really good tip. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, looking out for the pod here. Uh, you know, the sponsorship money isn't uh, really just flying in here. So we got to be 
be a little thrifty when, uh, you know, when you run up those steps and you do the real cliche arms up in the air. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's going to be a, a, a great weekend in, you know, the Mecca of the lacrosse world. You know, many of people have said that about Philly. Uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like I've, I've been sensing a bit of a buzz about this about this championship and it's kind of been building for a little while um you know i'm going to be real interested to see and and real excited to see what the turnout's going to be like at town energy stadium i mean from everything i've heard um it sounds like that place is going to be uh pretty decently packed in there i I know that you know for the you know majority of the regular season there have been you know, the attendance has been a bit of an issue besides the, you know, uh, like the Baltimore weekend and the Albany weekend. I feel like, you know, this might not be like, at, it might not be a total sellout, but I've heard a lot of good things. And, you know, when you have guys like Matt Rambo uh, playing in the championship, he, he's going to have a huge Philly contingent there with um, Gregor Enley and he'll have a bunch of Philly guys. Uh, Joey Sankey playing in the first draft pick game. So he'll have all of his buddies and then, you know, all the kids that play for his club team. Um, so I, I feel like there should be enough people in that stadium on Saturday to where there's going to be like a, a legitimate like buzz in the atmosphere. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about the the venue. I imagine it's uh sizable, right? If the, uh, the Philadelphia union play there at, again, is that MLS? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, so it's in Chester, so it's like a little bit outside of Philly. It's like right on the water, so um, you know, you, you might see like a couple like dead bodies floating by. Um, but so so I mean, there's like one section there where like the union, like you know how soccer fans are all fucking maniacs and and they're yes. like they they just like bang drums and chant the whole time. Um, so like the section where they're at is like right along the water, so it gets it could just be the drums, but it gets like real like loud over there. Um, so, you know, th- there are definitely some, some spots that, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like you, you can really up the volume like that. That's all I'm really looking for. Like this, you know, when I was in New York for week two, I don't know what your experience was when you were at the Atlanta games, but like when I was in New York for week two, it was, you know, it, it was great lacrosse obviously, but like the, I don't know, just the atmosphere in the building was like lacking a little bit. And it was also like early on in the season. So like, you know, no one had really, you know, people might've been like, oh yeah, I choose to be a fan of like this team. But like, no one was like really like a fan of any team at that point. Um, So like, you know, you didn't have like fandom, uh, you know, the place was, you know, not a lot of people in there. So, you know, I'm hoping at this point that enough people have, you know, they've had enough time to where they they've really bought into these teams. Uh, feels like the Redwoods have, have that fan base for sure. Um, you know, it, it, maybe it's just, it's not in my memory right now, just because the whip snakes haven't played in a couple weeks, what their fan base is like, but you know, you get those, those Redwood fans, you get them chanting. And like, that's, that's when you have like an actual atmosphere at the game when like you have legitimate fans that are like, you know, they're not just cheering because they're watching go lacrosse. They're cheering because they're watching go lacrosse, and it's a team that they're like now invested in. Yeah, no, that's uh, I, I totally agree. Especially we've talked about it on the previous podcast earlier in the week that you know Notre Dame, Notre Dame fans are pretty rabid. So you know that support for the Redwoods is definitely going to be there, especially with all the hype after 
you know, them beating the chaos and, and being on a real tear. Um, I'm sure all of these guys are going to have their, you know, their hometown friends there coming down for the games like Ryder Garnsey. You know, I'm sure he'll have all of his boys there. Um, I'm sure that Rambo will have all of his boys there, as you said, Philly, big Philly guy. Um, you know, same with the archers in the Atlas. I'm sure that a couple of, you know, there's, there's going to be some, some hot guys making it up there. Maybe, maybe we'll see, uh, maybe see some legendary coaches, uh, maybe Petro come on the, come, you know, be on the field for a game. Who knows? Uh, but you know, the, the it, I think the whip snakes fans are, are, are pretty out there too. I think that, uh, they've got a pretty loyal fan base. Um, you know, all those Turks, uh, Oh yeah, there are going to be so many Maryland flags flying around <laughs> in there. Yeah, baby, they're talking about crab cakes and football and all that shit. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but those fuckers like they're they're born in the hospital and like the the blanket that like you wrap the fucking little baby in is Maryland flag, and then they you know as you're leaving the uh, as you're leaving the hospital, they slap one of those crab stickers on the back of your car. It's uh, fucking, that makes sense. Yeah, it's everyone there. Um, you know, I'll tell you what will definitely add to the atmosphere in that game. I'm excited, really excited to see what the tailgate scene is going to be like before the games get going. Um, if, if there's one thing that Philly really doesn't need much of an excuse to do, it's tailgate something. You know, tailgate, you know, Eagles games, Flyers games, Sixers games, PLL games. Uh, you can tailgate a concert. You can tailgate a wedding. You can tailgate, uh, you know, your, you know, maybe. A divorce. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe like your mom's like marrying like your like fourth husband, like go, go ham, go, you know, smash up some, some beers before that wedding. Um, you know, you can tailgate pretty much anything, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you just, maybe you just want a court case. Guess what? Let, let's go get after it. So I feel like, I feel like that's another thing that maybe Philly has over some of other, some of these other venues, um, is that this is a, a big time alcoholic city. You know, we just get after it and, uh, don't really need much of an excuse to do it. So, you know, you add, you add alcohol with rabid loyal fandom and that that's where you, uh, you know, that's, that's where you just get some craziness in the building. And true. That also plays into, you know, the nice, um, the nice game times, especially on Saturday, you know, that 1130 game time is, uh, is comfortable enough that people can get a late breakfast, maybe get even into brunch. I don't know what your liquor laws are like, but you know, we, we, it, they only affect us down here on Sunday. So, I mean, I'm sure you can, you know, people will be hammering mimosas around, you know, 10, 30, 11. Well, what do you mean that they affect you on Sundays? Uh, so in, in Georgia, uh, for a very long time and they're, they're recently starting to change it. You can't drink alcohol. They don't a, a restaurant cannot serve you alcohol until noon on Sunday, um, in a lot of cities. So, you know, people, like, the lunch room, like, like a Bible belt type of situation. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's a Bible belt type situation that, you know, they're, they're rolling back sequentially because they can see how much money it makes people. If you just start serving alcohol earlier, but like at 12 o'clock, you know, literally at 12 o'clock you're like okay do you want a mimosa or something so you know but anyway i imagine that that's not a problem in philly i bet it's 24 7 just people you know yeah, ham philly, hammering mickeys all the time uh, in philly you you like go to church and instead of like giving you like the blood of christ is like a they give you like a 40 so you get some like old english yeah that's right i mean they give you a, a 40 of oe that's that sounds <laughs> perfect 
Um, but yeah, so like 1045 people are like finishing up brunch or whatever. They'll stroll into the stadium for the first place draft pick game. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, uh, Scott. I'm sorry, uh, you know, Paul. Uh, I imagine the turnout for your game is probably not going to be huge. I imagine the turnout for the Redwoods and the Whipsnakes game is probably going to be better because people are going to be like, ah, 1130. Uh, let me go to brunch at 1045, right? So, the, But, again, they'll stroll into the game. They'll maybe catch the second half. They'll come out. They'll catch our live podcast, obviously, before the game, you know, and then they'll go back into the stadium and uh, and, and enjoy a, a, the, the first ever PLL championship game in the history of the world since time has started. So what what better weekend? Could I'll you tell you what, so like that, that buzz around the city that I was talking about earlier heading into this weekend, I feel like at, at least 33.3 repeating percent of that buzz is for the Crease Dive live show between the first draft pick game and the championship game, 145 at the Premier Zone at Talon Energy Stadium. Um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, we've, we've never done a live show before. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, we, we have the luxury of this podcast to, you know, maybe every once in a while, I'll have some mashed potatoes for brains and, you know, little, little peek behind the curtain here, guys, but, you know, not to break the fourth wall or anything, but, you know, I can, we can go back and edit some stuff out. That's not going to be the case for the live show. So, uh, you know, the boys are going to have to be on, or we're going to have to be like super lubricated to the point where we just say like whatever. So, um, you know, so it's, it'll be interesting to see where, you know, I'm, I'm trying to decide right now what kind of tailgate scene I'll be getting into, uh, you know, but it, it should be good. And, you know, looking forward to seeing everyone out there. Uh, it would be awesome if, you know, you guys could, could bring the energy a little bit, not going to lie. Might be a little nervous doing the first live show, but if you guys bring some energy, it's going to get us up and then we're going to put on a good show. So, uh, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, you know, show the boys some love and, you know, maybe if save some of your applause and, and, and cheers for like, you know, may, maybe when, when you watch the first draft pick game, just save some in the tank. That's, that's all I'm asking for. Don't, don't empty, don't empty the tank on that first game. Yeah, I think that's not too much to ask for, especially considering, you know, most people are going to be tired from whatever you do in, in Philly on a Friday night beforehand, um, whether it be property crime um, or something like that, uh, you know, pushing over a porta potty with an old lady in it, something like that. Climbing street lamps and. Yeah, climbing street lamps, pulling, you know, pulling down stop signs, you know, just the classic stuff that you get into on a Friday night, you know, just the really normal stuff. And then. You know, so so definitely save a little bit bit of that in the tank. You know, swing by wherever the fuck we're gonna be for, you know, the the live podcast, and uh, you know, we we will definitely feel the energy from that. Sure, we'll probably be nervous, you know, but the great, the, I think all the greats are nervous. You know, Marshawn Lynch on his podcast with Pat McAfee said this why he ate Skittles when he was a kid. You know, calm his nerves before a game. I don't understand that because it's just you know literally eating sugar, but whatever, man. I it. So everybody, everybody's got their thing, right? I'll probably, I'll probably crank out some yoga stretches or something. Jordy might, I, I don't, I don't know. Bring Maisie. I would love Maisie's to bring Maisie. Yeah. She, she doesn't do, she doesn't do great in crowds. She'd be uh, freaking the fuck out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Get this. I, I never knew that the Skittles were for nerves. Like maybe you just like, 
throw a whole bag in your mouth and then like you're like afraid that you're about to choke to death and you know once you have that fear going you're not really nervous for a game anymore so maybe yeah maybe i'll do that maybe i'll just simulate death and then i'll be good to go i mean that makes i mean that, that makes sense but i mean you know beast mode's a special guy so i'm sure that some guys in the in the pll have a you know a, a interesting uh you know pregame ritual like we like we said matt Danowski, we he probably has just a bag full of those you know old strawberry candies like worthers and, and like a <laughs> nice yeah a nice, like a nice uh, butter yeah, butterscotch yeah, butterscotch <laughs> little butterscotch candies that he has before games or something like that uh i mean it was ned crotty probably i don't know ned crotty probably does some math before the game you know those duke guys are always into books and shit uh, i'm sure dan ipe is you know he's got his uh his fucking you know finance keyboard out and he's you know running running stock projection stonks you know i'm doing the stonks the stonks meme nobody can see it but it's exactly what's what he's doing before a game you know he's a you know harvard guy whatever but i i think i think i think we might just you you might have got dan i've been a little bit of trouble there for insider trading oh yeah shit sorry dan uh didn't mean to do that to you well Hey, put it on the put it on the scouting report. But yeah, I mean the the live show should be should be a good time. It, it'll be you know relatively quick because you know everyone is then going to want to get into the get into the stadium for the championship game. Um, and then uh, yeah, but from there, then then we get to see, like you mentioned, the first ever of all time PLL champion get crowned. Uh, and I'll tell you what, the trophy that the winning team will be presented with. That thing right there, it looks like they built that specifically for the boys to get in one after after winning a championship. Because all that really is, it's a it's it's like a, a pint glass with a stem. Maybe it looks like you could probably fit like a couple pints in there. I I'm not really great at a um, like to scale type of thing like you show me a map and it has like you know the, the little scale i have no fucking idea what that is so you know just looking at the picture i can't really tell what size it is um but it does it, it looks like just a a pint glass with a big stem and you know those guys once you win that fill that bad boy up gripper and ripper and you're you're on your way to having a night yeah, it's really important to uh, design a trophy that you can just gas beers out of. I think that's really the most important thing. You know, obviously the Stanley Cup is the uh, premier level of gassing beers out of a trophy. Um, golf does a pretty good job of it. Tennis really doesn't. Most of the shit that you get there is like fucking plates. You know, you, what are you supposed to do? Eat a steak off of it, I guess. I, I'm not. I'm not quite certain. Maybe but turn it you into know, like a charcuterie board or something. I guess, you know, you come over and I guess Serena Williams could literally serve an entire family meals off of her championship plates, but what a, you know, something like that. But, uh, the, the Lombardi, tro- like I, I always look at the Lombardi trophy and the, what's the NBA one, the Larry O'Brien trophy. It's like, dude, you guys just took the, the thing that you, you play with and you just turned it silver or gold. Like, it's like, great. We need another one of those in my fucking house. Yeah. Real you know, LeBron rest. James. needs a. Imagine how many basketballs LeBron James has in his house. Probably like ten. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say like seventeen for sure. Yeah, like at least ten. But like, he probably doesn't need another one on another trophy anyway. Um, no, that's that's a super important thing. Good for the PLL doing that. Now I I'm I'm looking at the 
the uh, the trophy right now. And the one thing that I don't know if this is if this is just me being is it supposed to kind of look like a um like a lacrosse stick at all? I got that feeling. I'm glad you said something because I wasn't going to be the guy to say that because if I was wrong, I'd sound like a moron. It, I mean, like, so the shape of it is like a lacrosse stick, but then I guess, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell if it was like just the picture or if it actually looks like that. Um, but again, it does look like it's, it's definitely a cup. So, um, yeah, I, I liked, uh, I, I liked your idea. You, you tweeted this out the other day, um, where, you know, maybe before the game gets going, you could kind of have, you know, you have the trophy set up there and you, you put a little jar off to the side and people can like write down their names and, and how many, uh, you know, beers you think can fit in there. And then whoever's the closest, I guess you, you win it like kind of like the shit that you would do at like a, like a County fair with, you know, just a, a, bucket full of gumballs or some shit like that and then whoever's the closest just gets all the gumballs and then your teeth fall out and you you know spend thousands of dollars on the dentist um so but you know this time you just get a bunch of beers so i like that idea a lot maybe we could probably figure out a way to get that set up for the live show maybe that's maybe that's what we could do for the live show we just uh maybe that's how we finish it we just fill that fill it up with beer I'm sure yeah, that I mean, I'm sure whoever wins the cup won't mind if we're the first ones to take a sip out of it. I mean, I feel like we earned it more than anybody else. That's right. You know, the, the, on it, we're the glue that holds the Premier Lacrosse League together, if we're being perfectly honest. Well, because we podcast for the most part of the season two times a week. These guys only play one game. So, like, we've done double the amount of work that they have. So, you know, if if we're just talking about you know, who, who deserves it more? Well, you know, you're listening to them right now. Are they going to let us on the field for the game? I mean, do we, do, do we, are we deserving of that? Like, like in the middle, like to celebrate, like go out there and like, you know, take, take a lap with the, with, with the- <laughs> yeah, sneaking. I'm trying to sneak into warmups. Like somebody give me a bucket or something. Be like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. I want to try to sneak into warmups, you know, shooting drills. Yeah. Uh, it would be, I, I, in my head, I would like to do that until like, I take like my first shot and I like try to go low to high and it just like ends up in the middle of the cage. And I just like end up hitting, uh, you know, burn lower in the chest. And all of a sudden it's like, it's, it's, you never want to be the guy who just steps into warm up. Like, you know, you're not going to play that game. Like the guy who's like, maybe like the, the seventh attackman on the team, like you know, you're not going to play. So warmups is like your only chance to really have yourself a good time that day. Cause the rest of the time you're just going to be stapled to the bench. And then you get a shot. You just like bring one off the goalies, goal, uh, like the throat guard. And then you feel like the biggest dick in the world. Cause you're like, wow, I just fucked up like the most important guy on our team right now. And I'm not even playing. Like I don't even need to be out here for warmups right now. So I, I don't want that to be me, at least not this weekend. Maybe, maybe I'll save that for next year. Uh, that seems fair. Um, but hey, one guy who is going to be playing for this uh, this championship. Do we know what we're calling it yet? Calling what? The the trophy. The oh, uh, is it not like the Jim Brown trophy or something? 
I thought that the Jim Brown was was for the MVP. The, I, I remember them saying, like before the season got going, um, that the, that they kept calling this the crown. But then I haven't seen them say anything about a crown recently. This is this is bad. This is bad radio. But um, well, either way, so I, yeah, I don't know the name of this shit. But either way, one guy who is going to be playing for the crown or the championship trophy or whatever it's going to be, it's going to be Matt Rambo. He's also uh, you know by the time that you're listening to this episode right now, I believe that it'll already be out. Uh, whoever has won the MVP of the league, but he's up for that award as well. So, um, you know, Matt Rambo, unreal season, would love to win a championship in his hometown, Philadelphia, and we've got him on here right now as he gets ready for this championship matchup between the Redwoods. So let's kick it over to Matt Rambo. All right, with us right now, we've got... uh, just not a big deal here or anything, but the points leader in the PLL, first year PLL history, this just comes out, puts on a clinic all year long. We've got, from the whip stakes, we've got Matt Rambo on the line. Matt, thanks for hopping on, and a pretty big weekend for you here. Hey, thanks. It's, uh, it's always an honor to be on the crease dive. I'm fired up for this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you were uh, you were one of the first few guests ever on the show. You were actually the first guest in person. So, uh, you know, to, to come over to the apartment, uh, you know, hang out there back in the days of Robbie O as well. So it's, uh, you know, cl- glad to have you back on. And hopefully we're talking right now to a to a champion. You know, maybe, you know, maybe some people aren't listening to this episode until, you know, a little bit later. So maybe by the time that they get around to listening to this, you've got some hardware. Oh, that would be awesome, wouldn't that be? Uh, so tell me, I'm like, you know, what uh, what's this week been like for you? Uh, you know, you're you're playing in the hometown. I'm sure you've got uh, you know, a bunch of friends and family that are going to be coming over to this game. Uh, it's been pretty busy for you. Oh yeah, this this week's been pretty busy. Just trying to get uh as many tickets as I can for family and friends, and get a final head count. I know that the Whip Snakes are going to put on a huge tailgate like they always do. And uh, a lot of it goes back to all the Maryland tailgates were so big. So I think all the Maryland parents and including all the whip snake parents, just having a huge tailgate just to, you know, kick off the weekend right on Saturday. But for me, I've been just hanging out. RJ and Lisa came over and did a little, little family dinner at my hometown, which was awesome. I cooked them a pretty good meal. I thought Tucker was at the table sitting eating. So it's been busy, but, uh, I'm not trying to do anything out of the ordinary. I still do my routine. I'm always a believer of, you know, don't break what's working. So why not just keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, staying in my same weekly routine that I usually do when I work out, when I stretch, when I do yoga, same stuff like that. Just, it's just another week. I didn't, I didn't realize you were a yoga guy. It's a, it's a shame that co-host Jake couldn't make it. He's a yoga instructor. So maybe he's coming up to Philly this weekend for, uh, for the game. So maybe Saturday morning, he'll, he'll put you through uh, a couple poses. I'm not, I'm not good. It's, uh, it's been, um, I think a week now since I've been doing yoga, but I'll tell you, man, it works. I don't know if you do it, Jordy. I haven't stretched since 
2006, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, maybe like fall ball of my you know freshman year of high school. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, maybe 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 I'll get into it. Uh, you know, we've got the live show at the at set up at the premier zone for the championship so maybe i'll have to stretch out before that so i go in there nice and loose uh real quick we'll we'll keep talking about the championship later but like you know how how's this year been for you like you know obviously you put up the points on the board you, you know 19 goals 23 assists not a big deal or anything like that uh but like what's the year been like for you in terms of like you know like off the field like like who's been your roommate for most of these weekends so, you know, this this year has been so sick with the with the PLL this year. Joining the PLL was the best thing that I've done. So, I mean, I think everyone knows that's the that's the best league um for outdoor. So, uh it's been awesome. A lot of the times my roommates either uh Connor Kelly and Dylan Malt were kind of going back and forth in the beginning of the year, but uh the last like six, seven weeks it's been Drew Snyder. Just a just a savvy vet that just knows the game, been the pro game forever. Um, he has some style, so he he's the man. I don't know if you knew Drew that much, but uh, he he's a pretty cool cat. Who you uh, ever met Drew? No, I've I've never never had the opportunity. But who who gets first first pick of the bed then? Oh, he does. Uh, he usually flies in a little bit earlier just because he's from Seattle, but. You always have to give it to the the vet before me, you know. Yeah, I mean that's that's mighty big of you. I mean, you're out here leading the league in points. You could be, you know, a real prick about that. Be like, hey man, like I I need this I need this bet. I'm the one that's putting up the points. But there you are. I mean, that's just hey that that's just Terps being classy as ever. Hey Terps and Terps in the same room. So we're it's pretty sick setup. We like it. I mean, he does so much on the field. He plays offense. He gets back and plays defense. Man up guy. He'll take wing. So he does. He does a lot. He deserves the bed. Yeah, and uh, you know what about like the rest of like how you know I, I guess I, I'd be like the most. Inter- Are there any like good stories that you're able to tell on the podcast? Like you got all these like a hundred twenty some dudes all going to the same city every weekend. Um, obviously, you know, some of the guys are a little older, have some kids. So, you know, they might be flying back right after the game, but you know, any, anything good happening throughout the summer that, you know, you can say without sewering anybody. (laughs) I mean, it's just been a really good summer after the games are usually out and, uh, you know, enjoying our night with, you know, a lot of times there'll be a bunch of different teams out there. The lacrosse community is so small, and I think everyone that listens to podcasts is a lacrosse guy, but it's such a small community that we all know each other. We're all friends after the game. Um, you know, obviously we're competing, and it's war during the game, and it's so competitive, this league. And, um, but, you know, after the game, it's always fun. Um <laughs> I can't really explain too many stories. I just guess you got to come out and see it for yourself. Um, it's just a blast, especially going to a, a different city every single weekend. Um, some cities I haven't seen yet, so it's sick to just be going to, you know, great place to eat, great place to party. It's just always, uh, it's always a good time, and you know, the weekends what we look forward to. Yeah. So then how excited are you to be able to host everyone in, in your hometown right now? Have you been putting out the, any like recommendations out there to people? If I were you, I'd start like sending the Redwood. I mean, obviously they've got, 
Philly guy and Greg, although Greg, he like disavows Philly all the time. He's a Ravens fan and now he like considers New York to be his home. So I don't even know if Greg's a Philly guy anymore, but. Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know. I I thought, I thought, I thought he was an Eagles fan. No, he's a Ravens guy. He's a Ravens guy in New York's his hometown, but he grew up and played in Philly and he's a Penn State guy, right? Yep. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, that I guess right. I, I haven't gave them any recommendations. We got our spots, but uh, you know, we're we're not really haven't really talked about post game. To be honest with you, it's more focus on the game. It's so important in this game, and uh, no one's really looking past it so far. But obviously, just being from Philly, I know a couple of good spots we can go to. Or so do you. Well, that well. You know, even even if you're not out there handing recommendations out there, what are you, you know, what do you think the vibe's going to be like at Talent Energy? Like from everything I've heard, it sounds like there's going to be uh, a, a real decent amount of people there. And, you know, obviously, you know, from being around Philly sports, like once you're at a, any any stadium in Philly, people don't really need that much of an excuse to start to get after it. So I feel like it could be a nice rowdy crowd for you guys to play in front of. Um, you got like a whole squad coming down i i would imagine uh, and you know like sankey's another guy i'm sure that he'll have all of his boys in town and then all the kids oh, that, yeah. that you guys coach with so uh you know are you excited for you know that that atmosphere oh i think the tailgate aspect is going to be crazy down there for a championship game i know the whip snakes are going to do it right with a pretty big tailgate i told all my buddies my brother buddies anyone that wants to go we always are like just hop over there and enjoy your time. There's going to be music. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be food. Um, you know, Philly sports is so crazy. Just the fans. And I just think it, I think just being in Philly, everyone's going to be pretty rowdy. And I think this is going to be the biggest crowd this year, just the championship game. It's in a prime time location between, you know, the Northeast and, you know, Maryland and below. And we're, I just think it's a great spot to go to. It's easy to get into. I just think it's going to be the biggest crowd. I'm fired up for it. Um, you know, every time the Final Fours were in Philly, they were always, you know, crazy, crazy crowd, super loud. So being a little tinier stadium, I think it's just going to even bring the noise even louder. And I think it's going to be like a, like kind of like a box field game where everyone's kind of on top of you screaming. So I'm fired up. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll see uh, plenty of plenty of Rambo Wings jerseys there in the crowd. Might be a little little too hot for a box jersey, but uh, yeah. So you know, another thing like you know, you've when you won your national championship, that was at Gillette, right? Yeah, that was in Gillette. All right, so like now you have another crack at winning a championship in Philly. Like I I know it means a lot, but like like how much would that mean to you? Oh man, this thing would be so, so great for me just because I lost two in Philly in 2015 to Denver and 16 to UNC in overtime. But uh, just, you know, being able to win in my own city would be, would be something special just because all the family and friends and growing up here, I played in um, the stadium. It used to be, is this still called PPL Park? it's talent energy now i don't know when that changed i've been saying ppl for like a while and then all the uh all the like the promotional shit about the game started going out and it said talent energy but yeah but same place yeah so i played there for the acc so 
it's just going to be, it's just something special to play in your hometown. I think a lot of these guys that, you know, got back to play in Canada and, or, you know, Trevor was playing in, um, you know, Denver or, you know, everyone just playing in their hometown, Paul and DC or whatever it is. I just think it's something special when you go home. And I think we have uh, a lot of guys that played in Philly before and, you know, played in the final four of Philly on our team and would just like to get one back. So I know we're just, you know, we're going full throttle this game and giving everything we got. Yeah. Uh, so let's just, you know, I, I know you don't want to get ahead of yourselves here, but let's just say, you know, we set the scene games on the line, like whip snakes, you guys come out on like who, if you guys come out on top, I think a lot of people would expect you to have a decent amount of points in there. I feel like a lot of people would expect Ryan Drenner, Captain Clutch, to end up probably with a, a game-winning goal. But like, who on this Whip Snakes roster is like the like the unsung guy, like that doesn't get as much love, but is like the dude that that keeps everything rolling. I think um, I think Jake Bernhardt is such a key player on our team. He's one of our captains. He's like a lockdown, short pole defenseman, but literally he's like can run the field, dodge, scores like every game. He's just like an unsung guy. He gets her, he gets everyone fired up. He, you know, when stuffs are getting bad, he brings everyone back up. He's just like a great um, captain and team guy. And he's been on Team USA, I don't know how many times now, but he's just such a key role to our team. I think he... I think everyone already knows how good he is, but I feel like he doesn't get as much credit as he should every week. But that's the type of guy he is, and his family is super humble, just doing the right thing, doing their job, and just, you know, moving on to the next day. I've been uh, – me and Jake been talking for the last, you know, year, and he's been, you know, on my ass and just, you know, giving me tips about just life and just how to, you know – keep my body right and keep being a professional athlete. He's just like a great guy. Uh, I just saw they try to compare him and Sergio Perkovic for two-way. He's the best two-way guy too. And I, I think obviously Jake is. Jake does everything on the field. Yeah, a little, little, little no question right there. Just easy answer. Uh, yeah, that uh, he's uh, – I mean, he, he seems like a guy too who just like plays – super pissed off when he's out there and like I like guys like that like are just like you you need guys like that like uh, lacrosse it's a fun game you get some guys out there they look like they're having a good time and they're you know they're scoring goal but like you need that one dude who's like like borderline psychopath that is like ready to like rip someone's face off like that that keeps it going he seems like that type of guy like you get him angry and he just fucking goes I mean our d middies are so crazy tough him and Ty Warner. You see Ty Warner play this year. He is a bad man. We have great D-minis. And Barclay, too. Barclay's a – he plays on uh, – I think he plays – he was on Halifax now for box, and we put a short point in his hand. He's been crushing it, too. So, good for Barclay. And uh, Ty Warner's a beast, too, if you don't know about Ty Warner yet. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, the, the whip stakes, they're uh, – you know, they're – 
you, you boys, you had this, you had this buy. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully the, the buy doesn't hurt at all. I don't think it will. I think you guys will be ready to go. Um, so big one this weekend, you can see that September 21st, 2 30 PM. That'll be on NBC. Uh, if you're watching it on TV, but you should probably get to Philly if you can to watch it live at town energy stadium. Uh, you cooking up a, a pregame meal or what? Oh, I'm not cooking up a pregame meal. Same routine. <laughs> Get it from the team. Not switching it up. Maybe a postgame meal. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, last two questions here. One, how's how's the pup doing? I know we're both bulldog guys, so uh, you know, just the pup. Is, the pup is great. You already know bulldogs are the best. It's uh, I I you know you can't really explain how awesome they are until you really have one. Like their personalities, you see every day. They're they're lazy. They're cuddly. They're just the best dog ever. Uh, he's doing well. He's just just living life. He literally lives the best life, I think. You know, sleeps in whenever he wants. Can just sit at the dinner table. He's just the man. And your dog's the man too, or she's the man. Yeah. What's her a, name again? Maisie. She's uh. You know, Maisie. She's, yeah. She can be a little shithead at times, but that that's part of the breed. They're they're real good at fucking with you. Um, and then last question here, we need a prediction for the bird season, a tough one, tough one against the Falcons, but we're moving on lions this week, but prediction for the full season. I think we're going to get, uh, I think we're going to have nine or over wins this year. We're going to make the playoffs. And then, uh, if everyone stays healthy, I, we definitely have a chance at the Super Bowl. you know, once, if one stays healthy the whole year, he's an MVP guy, he's a Super Bowl guy. So I think we can take it all away if everyone stays healthy. We had a couple injuries last week that sucked. Yeah. Well, listen, if you guys are watching the game on TV, there's there's a chance that you end up hearing a couple of random Eagles chants throughout the throughout the broadcast that just kind of comes with the territory of playing a game in Philadelphia. But yeah, so hey man, really would love to see you be able to win one in the hometown, but you know, anywhere. Uh so September twenty first, two thirty. Whip snakes taking on the Redwoods. Matt, thanks for jumping on. I know it's a busy week for you, so we'll let you go here. But, uh, yeah, best of luck on Saturday. Hey. And then best of luck, too. You're, you're heading to Vancouver right after this game to play for Team USA at the World Indoor Championship. So, uh, yeah, go, you know, just, just load up that, that hardware. Oh, that would be sick. Appreciate you, Jordy. You're always the best. Best podcast. There we go. I didn't even pay him to say that. All right, bud, we'll talk to you. <laughs> All right. Thanks again to Matt Rambo for hopping on there. Uh, you know, it's just expecting probably again, you know, four or five uh, goals out of them, maybe four or five assists, nice little nine point game for the get for the kid uh, on Saturday. So it's just, it's just what he's been doing this whole season and it, he's made it look pretty effortless so far. Um, obviously it's, might have to put a little bit more effort into it on Saturday because I feel like, you know, maybe Matt Rambo is one of those guys that the Redwoods defense might, they might just circle. They might just prioritize him uh, on the scouting report. But either way, it is going to be, uh, it's the rubber match here between the Whip Snakes and the Redwoods. So, you know, I think we, we all remember right now just because it's been the most recent when the Whip Snakes absolutely dick kicked the Redwoods, seventeen to four, uh, week nine. That was that was in Canada. So again, I I don't know what the uh, 
what the conversion rate is on that. So like, is like a 17 to four win in Canada. Is that like technically more like a, you know, more like a 13 to, to three win in, in America? Not really sure, but 17 to four week nine at Tim Hortons field. Uh, but earlier in the season, Week five down in your neck of the woods, it was the Redwoods handing the Whip Snakes. That was their first loss of the season. Uh, so Redwoods took them down 14-11 uh, at Georgia State Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, so, you, you, I mean, you were there. So you got a chance to see these, you know, these two teams play uh, live. You know, I've only seen it on, on the TV. So, you know, was there anything in that game that, that stood out to you at all, like on either side of the ball? Um, yeah, there was, uh, watching the Redwoods and the whip snakes that early in the season, the whip snakes definitely looked like they were clicking more than the Redwoods were at that point in the season. Right. So, um, the whip snakes defense, uh, definitely caught the Redwoods off guard. I mean, it, they just looked like the Redwoods did look like a completely different team. You know, they, they were, uh, making, kind of like uh, what I would call like beer league mistakes, right? You know, throwing balls too high, not taking the right shots, that sort of thing, you know, kind of figuring out how to still kind of play with each other. And uh, the whip snakes really had kind of already figured that out. Um, now it was a good game. I, w- I will say, but I didn't for any, I didn't at any point feel like, uh, you know, the redwoods were, as complete of a team as they are right now. Um, definitely not. Uh, it was, the, the weather was also a little bit of a, a concern. You know, I'm a huge weather guy. Uh, it was uh, kind of like sprinkling to start the game and there was a little bit of rain and then it became sunny because that's just, that's Atlanta for you. But uh, you know, and, and, and perhaps the, the weather may have affected something like that. But again, the Redwoods completely different team now. Speaking of a weather guy, I think it's supposed to be pretty hot in Philly this weekend. Um, so, you know, maybe, you know, for, for a team like the Redwoods that, you know, they've been, um, you know, I think what we've seen out of them, especially the last few games, is that, you know, transition has really been something that they've been killing teams with, uh, you know, just getting up and down the field. That might be something that they'll they'll have to, Again, it's it's the last game of the season. So, like, this is – I know it's cliche, but it's like a, you know, leave everything on the field type of thing. Um, so, you know, maybe these guys will just end up, for, you know, lack of a better term, just, like, killing themselves out there on the field. Uh, I don't know. So, it says – I mean, the Weather Channel app, which fucking sucks, by the way. Weather Channel, fuck you guys. Like, you guys are always dead wrong. I, had, I paid for the the – the version where I can get ad free and extended hourly forecast. Is it any better? Uh, it's a little bit better. I mean, I just, I didn't want any fucking ads. I was sick of them. Yeah. Unless they're psycho, ad- I guess I'm a psycho about that or whatever. Um, unless they're ads on the crease dive, in which case. Right. We, we could use and, some more. Um, but yeah, so I mean, 88 degrees. So, I mean, it's not going to be like boiling hot. Like these guys aren't going to be like, you know, we're not going to need like hydration breaks like they would get at the world cup the other summer. Um, but you know, it's still going to be at some point in this game, maybe a little bit like, you know, maybe those second, third quarters, like they might think about, all right, like let's not push so much in transition. Let's try to kind of slow this thing down. Um, you know, but I, I feel like that transition is really where their offense has been clicking. And like, they've been just, 
I mean, so like just looking at it right now, they are, uh, you know, what are I? Th- I think they're like four and two in their last six games. So like they're they're as hot as you could get in, in terms of you know everyone in the league right now. Um, so I you kind of want to just keep going with what's got you here to this point. Um, you know, I, I, I think they're going to be keeping that same exact lineup that's been going on as well. Like, you know, I saw, uh, Clark Peterson at the NLL draft. So, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday. So I saw him there last night. Uh, I was like, Hey man, are you, you know, are you getting in this weekend with, with the woods? And he's like, well, no, you know, they've been so hot that they don't really want to switch up the, you know, the, um, the roster at all. So you kind of want to stick with what's what's been getting you there but if you're just running back and forth the whole game in transition you're probably going to get a little gassed um so that right there that's something where you know i feel like the whip snakes six on six i would i would take the whip snakes oh six on six over the redwoods oh six on six i would take redwoods transition but whip snakes in like a settled game no for sure i i totally agree with that especially with how powerful uh, Redwood's defense is. I, I, I mean, they're going to go, uh, you know, the defense is going to be taking away the ball and how fast they, you know, they can get an extra guy off the field to get that, to get a midfielder on. Like, you know, they're, I think the Redwoods are better in the intangibles um, rather than, uh, you know, the whip snakes being better in a, in a settled offense. And then we also get to see, and it'll be interesting um, I imagine that Matt Landis is going to be matched up on Matt Rambo. So we've got Landis Island and Chef Rambo absolutely going at it the entire game. That would be an extremely interesting matchup. I'll be, I'll be looking for that. And then Apple on Drenner probably, if I had to imagine. And then, you know, maybe Glazner on, on Connor Kelly, who has absolutely been on a tear since, switch, since uh, switching from midfield to attack. So that's that's a really fucking interesting side of the field if you if you look at it. Yeah, the the Landis Rambo matchup is obviously going to be the one that that everyone will be looking out for with you know with how uh, you know as as they you know as Jules Henningberg said Lando Island um, you know he just gobbled up Connor Fields last week in the semifinal. That was brutal. I, I, the thing is, like, all right, so Connor Fields is a tough, tough motherfucker. He's as tough as it gets. He's always going to work to get a shot. The one thing I'll say about Connor Fields that's a little bit different than Matt Rambo is, so like Fields, he he has those, those moments where, you know, he'll go, you know, he'll go to his right and then get that shot off one-handed in his right hand. And like that right there, like it's fucking nasty. He's he's good, at, but like, like as you're going to your right, one hand on your stick, like it's it's a little bit less. Of, I feel like it's just easier for Landis to kind of bully you out of a shot that way, as opposed to having Rambo just staying on that left side and just you know, just fucking shoulder down, just trying to bulldoze. Like it's, I don't know. Like it, it, I'm not saying that either of them are tougher than the other guy. But I think that Connor Fields is like creativity and like, you know, like his, his ability to kind of like improvise to try to get those those crazy looking shots off might have hurt him a little bit against a defender who's just like such a fucking like wall to go against. Does that make any sense? No, it it does make sense. They're they're different kinds of players in that 
Connor Fields, you know, they, they both got great feet, right? But Connor Fields is uh, Connor Fields sets up a lot of his dodges with his feet. Um, he's going to try to make you trip. He's going to try to make you make a mistake. That's how he gets to the cage. Whereas Chef Rambo is he's a schemes guy. He's absolutely a schemes guy, right? When he has the ball behind the cage, he needs the offense set up. He's either dodging to shoot or dodging to feed. Um, and he does it extremely well. He's, he's, he's surgical uh, as in my best Denzel from training day uh, voice. Um, surgical with this bitch, Jake. That's what he said. So, um, you know, it's, it's different kinds of guys. And you know, it, Fields, to his credit, is an extremely tough motherfucker, like just to be able to sit there and take it from Landis the entire game. Um, I think Rambo is a little more durable. He's going to be able to take it. Uh, and he's going to be able to create. I, and it's not just that we spoke to him today, but I'm taking Rambo over Landis um, for this game. I, I don't think it's going to be. I don't. I don't think he's going to have a nine point game. But I, I know he's going to be. I know Rambo is going to be able to contribute. They'll do something because they're already expecting it, right? You know, they're they're big time schemers over on the whips. Yeah, and like the the other thing, like the scary thing about Rambo is, and you know, this is probably more of a credit to. Well, it's, it's, it's both. So it's, it's Rambo having the vision, but it's also that he has the guys around him to, to bury this, but Rambo, he's also like, you know, people forget he's, he leads the league in assist. Like he's, he's the top assist guy. And so even, you know, even if Landis is able to keep him away from the, you know, he's still going to get his, his goals for sure. Um, you know, maybe, you know, if he, if he just gets like one or two, but he's still, you know, you take Landis out of the equation, he's going to find guys open on that backside um, and then just rack up assists that way. And I feel like that's also something, um, you know, for, for Connor Fields where he's more of a, you know, he'll, he'll get some assists, but he's more of a, like, I'm going to plant you in the back of the net, turn the corner, score myself kind of guy. Um, so, you know, when, when you're when you're not necessarily looking to feed as much as Rambo is, then that matchup with Landis is, is a little tougher just because like you're stuck with them and not, you know, you're not necessarily looking to, you know, you don't have Connor Kelly there to throw it to and, and stick it. You don't have Mike Chanichuk up there to, you know, kick it up top to him and, and he'll just go bombs away from two. Um, and then obviously Drenner as well. So I, I feel like being more of an assist guy is also going to help Rambo in that one. It's, but again, it, it's going to be a, it's probably the best matchup of of the year for sure. Yeah, I I absolutely agree, especially with the Redwoods being on tear. Also, we're you know as as our good friend of the pod, uh, Keeks, uh, Joe Keegan had, had posed the question: Who's the best two way midfielder in the world? Um, you know, Sergio Pergovic or, or you know Jake Bernhardt. Uh, Obviously, since my choice is going to be Jake Bernhardt because he said it first, uh, he said I'm the best two-way midfielder in the world. So, like, I mean, the guy called it right. So, you know, nobody's going to beef with that. I you think ha- I think you have to respect Dibs, right? You have to respect Dibs, and you have to respect a guy who says I'm the best in the world at something. Like, what the what the fuck, Sergio? Before probably like, before anyone was like really even like questioning, like no one was like, hey. Right. Who- who's the best guy? He was just like declaring it, you know, just like out of, out of really nowhere. He was just like, yep, this is, and so he had dibs out of nowhere. Um, Perkovic. Yeah, definitely, definitely coming into his own, but I, I like, I like the dibs call. What an interesting move though. Uh, 
putting Sergio Parkovic, who arguably in time and room has one of the best shots in the game, sticking him at D mid, you know, and, and using his feet and his size uh, that, I mean, that's I'm listen, I'm not going to dodge on him. No, thank you. Well, dude, not he's with so, that. Not with that. He's so fucking tall. He's so tall that like, like, like that he's, he's plays with the short stick, but with that, with that arm span he has, he might as well be, ha- he might as well have a pole out there. So they're playing, you know, the, the Redwoods have basically just been playing, you know, men's league summer ball where they just get to throw out as many poles out there as they want. Um, you know, with Perkovic being the fifth. Scary. Absolutely frightening. Um, oh, so real quick, we do actually have uh, Lax Vegas lines back from the dead. Uh, so it's, it's been a while since we've seen some lines from the fellows over at Lax Vegas Lines. Make sure you follow them at Lax Vegas Lines on Twitter. I feel like that's going to be a little bit more of an uh, important follow, hopefully next year or definitely within you know, the next couple years as the, um, you know, as the PLL starts to get a little bit more into the gambling side of things. But so Lax Vegas Lines... They've got right now Whip Snakes favored by two and a half goals. Um, they got a minus one eighty five on the money line. Redwoods plus one seventy. So I, I mean they're they're heavy on the Whip Snakes right now, and they've also got the uh, over under at twenty and a half. Right off the bat, the one I feel the most comfortable with is the over. Like yeah, right? I'm hammering the over on that. I I, I feel like. You know, this is a huge stage for these guys. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, on NBC, just broadcast it to millions and millions of people. I feel like some guys are going to want to get theirs. So, so those shots are going to be flying. Right now in my head, not to, you know, not to give it all away, but I'm, well, I'm thinking there's going to be 25. That That's, that's where I'd go. Like anything if if that over under was set anywhere under 25 i'd be taking the over if it was like 25 i'd be a little little hesitant okay all right all right i'm i think it might be closer to 30 wow i think it might be closer to 30 um like a 14 15 type deal um you know you get these two teams moving in transition uh you know i guess from the matchups perspective, yeah, I mean, you got Nardella on uh, uh, Nardella and the Beast um, going against each other. I'd say that's a pretty even matchup. Um, you know, Nardella being the young gun, Greg being, Greg being the, uh, the the veteran. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, th- I think they're probably going fifty fifty even split. So, you know, uh, I we'll go safely. I'll, I'll I'll retract and go safely twenty five on your side, but. Honestly, I think it could be a lot more, especially if you get some guys going on. If you get some guys going on some runs. Yeah, I just with, with the way that Troutner played last week, and you know, obviously it's going up against a different team here. Um, you know, they play a little bit of a different style, but you know, with the way that he like, you know, he's still going to have some big time saves in this game. Uh, Burnlor is going to have some big time saves as well. But you know, we saw Troutner just uh, who did he stop point blank? Who, who, who didn't uh, he stop? Point. Blank. Yeah, that that is true. But no, there was one that he was got. Like, fe- he got fields. Um, 
from Fields was on the island and cranked it, and Troutner was all over it. He 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 had already stepped. He was like, he was way off an arc and just caught it. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's seeing the ball. He's conf- like confidence. I feel like it, like basically the same thing as you know, well, any athlete, but like you know, like a like a football kicker. It's like you know, if this guy, if if he's if he's confident in himself, he's gonna you know drill that you know, 40 yarder right down the middle. But if he's like a little head case, he might just, you know, from like 30, just shank it all the way over into the corner of the stadium and like, just cry himself back to the sideline. So right now, like Troutner is definitely, um, you know, he's definitely confident, definitely seeing the ball. So like, I do think that, that he'll have some, some real timely saves that'll keep this one close. But, and in the end, I'm saying, He'll keep it close enough so that the Redwoods cover the plus two and a half. But I'm going 13, 12 drip snakes. Okay. There it is. Locked in. Throw away the key. 13, 12 whip snakes. Still trying to think about who puts away the game winner. Will it be Chef Rambo in the hometown or will it be Mr. Clutch, Chef Boyardee, Ryan Drenner? But that's that that's where I'm leaning right now. I'll say fourteen twelve Redwoods. I say I say the Redwoods get strip the ball, take it away last minute, and then somebody just you know, they're up thirteen twelve and just dunks it in on an open goal disrespectfully to just hammer away at the game. That's what I'm going with. Could be Garnsey and I'll just start screaming, You stink at every single one of them. Throwing the stick up in the air. You stink. Yes. By the way, shout out Ryder Garnsey getting drafted by the Buffalo Bandits last night at the well, yeah. I guess Tuesday night, the NLL draft. Uh, I will we'll be interested to see if you know if if he ends up pursuing the box game. I feel like he will just because he's a you know he's a competitive son of a bitch like that. Um, but yeah, I, I tweeted I I really hope that he does and and that he's able to get on that roster because the next time that Buffalo comes to Philly to you know and and he's he's out there on the floor just might might just might just get you know ev- everyone in wells fargo center uh um fucking uh megaphone just so that they can scream you stink throw him off his game a little bit i'm absolutely a uh i'm a bandits fan now just for writer i mean they, they drafted uh didn't they draft uh tristan rye as well i'm a huge tristan rye fan they did I but, think the, we, but, but the wings got Pat Spence, who will now – Pat Spencer has the ability here to be NLL, PLL, NBA. This man. This man. Right, this man. This man. I, can, I cannot deal with Pat Spencer. He, he is a truly a premier athlete in – Three leagues. He's gonna. He's yeah. gonna be three. Three leagues. He makes Bo Jackson look like a sack of shit. Yeah, did Michael Michael Jordan never did that? Never. Jordan Jordan could never. He just he he was just such so in trouble with gambling that he had to go suck at minor league baseball for a little bit. Um, speaking of Pat Spencer, though, so he obviously was the first overall pick in this previous PLL collegiate entry draft. Um, we're not gonna really talk about it that much. But 
do we have any predictions on the 1130 game for whoever will be winning the rights to the first overall pick in the 2020 college draft? So we've got the Atli taking on the Archers. That'll be 1130 Town Energy Stadium. Uh, trying to think, is that game going to be televised? It uh Bad radio, bad radio. No, so that'll be on NBC Sports Gold if you can't make it to Philly for for the weekend. Um, but so, Atlas Archers. I, I got the Archers. I think I do too, but I, I also this is where I'm going to go. Conspiracy theory: PLL is rigged. And, okay, and, and then we'll go. Uh, so we'll, we'll go. Well, either way, though. I guess it really wouldn't matter for the because like if if the archers get it, they probably go TD Erlin because like they you know they get get their face off guy and um, but like if if the Atlas end up getting that first pick, they wouldn't go with Erlin because they already have Baptiste. So yeah, that's another thing. Like I, I feel like this this one doesn't really matter too much, but yeah. So I'm gonna go Atlas. I feel like I feel like Paul Rabel and and those guys. Uh, We'll, we'll go out with a win. That, that's so. That's yeah. It's it's his league. He probably doesn't want to, and 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 with a loss there, so he'll start pulling some strings. And so I'll I'll go at. So there, were, dude. This might be the first week in the history of the crease dive that we have different picks. I feel like we're always on the same page, and we couldn't be more far off if we tried right now. Mm. this is true this is ominous you know the good thing back about, to, the good thing about that is like no matter what one of us has to be right so we can't true. go we can't go another week where like we're both just dumb dumb idiot brains well we did that on purpose then obviously yeah um, i mean if, if paul really wants you know it, oh, that's such a good theory but i can't subscribe to it i i, I have to be you know, I can only believe in so many conspiracies, like a, there's like a limit, you know, like aliens, JFK, you know, flat earth, you know, those are like, I, I subscribe to all of those except, you know, but the PLL is it's too far for me. Well, I'll tell you what, going back to something, cause it just popped in my head. We love Ryder Garnsey, obviously big fan, but if this game were to be close and the Redwoods do come out on top, it obviously has to be Jules getting that getting that mm-hmm. last goal, um, you know, just first trade in PLL history gets shipped from the whip snakes to the redwoods. It would just be poetic for him to finish that one. Um, you know, it also redwoods would be giving the whip snakes their first loss of the season and the last loss of the season. So there's a lot of, there, there's a lot of things to, you know, where if, if the sports world, you know, if, if there is this all, you know, this, this all knowing being just controlling, uh, you know, everything in the sports world, like that would make the most amount of sense. But in the end, I, I just, and again, it's not cause we just had him on the podcast this week. Um, I just feel like Matt Rambo is going to, I don't know. He, he just, he seems like he's going to be the most like pissed off guy out there while he's playing. And like, that's like, like the most angry and like you use that as fuel. So I think that he'll eventually just will his way 
get those points, you know, get some assists. So you get some, you get your shooters hot and then finish it off himself. So 13, 12 whip snakes. I feel pretty good with that one. Okay. That's fair. You can, I mean, one of us has to be right, as you said. So, you know, I'm comfortable throwing any pick out there. Yeah. Unless they tie. I haven't, I haven't seen anything come. They haven't put anything out there. At least I don't think with, uh, like special overtime rules or anything special over like playoff rules. Like I'm sure that they might Mm. have something, but they haven't put them out yet. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, they, that's how you would get some, some serious buzz around the league is if the championship ended in a tie, (laughs) no press is bad press. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they, they have to have thought of that. Right. I hope they, they, I hope so. Like, Hey guys, I hope, this doesn't end in a tie or anything. Like that would be the one game where we get down to like one minute left in overtime and like, Oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's uh, like, Oh, we fucked up. Yeah. You, you have like, you know, Mike Ram- Rabel just scrambling up top, like, <laughs> like, like a, like a pen on like a napkin writing down a new rule and like, no, 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 this is in the book. Like, you know, we yep. can go, we can go to a, you know, three on three after this. Yeah. White out on the bylaws. Just yeah. kind of like rewriting, you know, scribbling out and writing over it. Uh, but yeah, so um, I mean that that's that's about that. I mean, it was a uh, you know successful season, and it, it'll you know comes down to Saturday, two thirty, Talon Energy Stadium in right outside of Philly, and uh, Redwoods Whip Snakes. So. I'm I'm rolling with the snakes on this one and you've I mean you've been true to the woods all season long so I've got to commend you on the loyalty um hey if you are coming to Philly for the championships uh make sure you let us know either Twitter Instagram whatever we are at the crease dive on both of those um if you're coming from Atlanta maybe you'll be on a flight with Jake and you guys can both lose your luggage at the Philly airport uh so we will also have the live show at 145 at the Premier Zone. And, you know, we'll probably get there a, a few hours before the, the 1130 games just to, you know, partake in some tailgating festivities. So let us know wherever you guys are set up. We'll, you know, we'll try to make our way over to you. Uh, you know, maybe delete some beverages and it'll be a great weekend for everyone. So, uh, yeah, Jake, I mean, this – unbelievable season for the boys. Yeah, absolutely. What can you, you know, I, I got, I got drafted early in the season, uh, to, to, you know, step up, uh, and, you know, bring my extensive internet commentary to the podcast and, uh, look where we are. Look where we are. We are, uh, well, you're, you're you're in the air right now, so we can't really see you. True. Yeah. Um, well, hey, by the way, also make sure you are following Jake at Call Me Shitto on Twitter. That's uh, Shitto with two Ts, uh, just in case you know you didn't know how to spell Shitto. I feel like everyone learns how to spell Shitto by the time you're seven. But yeah. And uh, hey, while we're waiting for these games to start, we will be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out. You should have never doubted me. I'ma work to my last breath I'ma hustle to my last breath Yeah, yeah Uh, yeah, you should've never doubted me The pain and the struggle followed me 
My daddy never been that bothered me And these cold streets made a man of me Knew a time it'll come, they doubt me Had to keep them OGs round me Keep a young, young homie grounded You never know where your motivation to come from We do the most with these bras and pop shundan They try to push you beside, you gotta fight some I had a line on the thigh and now we buy guns I want that number on my spot, I'm like Icon I got that beast in my eyes, I'm like Tyson With my heart in my drive, I know I'm righteous Keep some ice on me, rocky, rocky like bad boy Once you win, 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 you gon' want more Set a tree and tree and tree and need an encore I was down on my last when I found myself I be a fighter to the end, to my last round. I got angels all around me, yeah, yeah I got love all around me, yeah, yeah I be a fighter to the end, to my last breath I'm a hustle to my last breath I got angels all around me, yeah, yeah I got love all around me, yeah, yeah I be a fighter to the end, to my last breath I'm a hustle to my last breath